Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Seems like President Trump is all but daring the House to impeach him. The lead starts right now. Breaking today, President Trump responding to a House subpoena with a quid pro quo of his own, telling Speaker Pelosi she'll get nothing until the full House goes on the record with a vote on impeachment. This drama unfolding as the man who handled the whistleblower complaint that started this all, the Inspector General, returns to Capitol Hill. I'll speak to a lawmaker coming up, someone who was behind closed doors with him. Plus, Scroll up those damning text messages, now impeachment evidence and a potential smoking gun of quid pro quo that the president held up military aid and a Ukrainian visit to the White House for political gain. Welcome to the special edition of the Lead White House in Crisis. I'm Jake Tapper, and we begin today with another historic day in Washington where norms are being eroded and facts trampled upon President Trump today, telling the American people, in essence, ignore all the evidence you have been presented with, including his own words and those of his aides, when it comes to the president's clear use of his presidency to push foreign leaders to investigate his political opponent, Joe Biden, and his son, Hunter. Last night, further evidence emerged that such an investigation was part of a quid pro quo with Ukrainian President Zelensky. The president's aides, in texts, clearly pushing Zelensky to publicly commit to an investigation into Burisma, the gas firm that once employed Hunter Biden, before the president would agree to a White House visit for Zelensky, one that Zelensky desperately wanted. You know, when this came out, it was quid pro quo. Well, there was none. There's no quid pro quo. There's no quid pro quo. There is no pro quo. Repeating the denial of a quid pro quo, which is something exchanged with the expectation of receiving something in return, repeating it doesn't make it any truer, especially after the first witness in the Ukraine scandal handed over stunning text message exchanges to Congress, in which a top U.S. diplomat in Ukraine wrote, quote, as I said on the phone, I think it's crazy to withhold security assistance for help with a political campaign, unquote. President Trump today continued to deny that it's inappropriate for a president to push for dirt on political opponents. He called it an obligation to look into corruption. But when asked today by a reporter if he could name one other time, one other time that he pushed for an investigation into alleged or invented corruption, not of a political opponent. Well, President Trump said this. You know, we would have to look. We would have to look, the president says. George Orwell once wrote in 1984, quote, the party told you to reject the evidence of your eyes and ears. It was their final, most essential command, unquote, a philosophy that is the apparent White House strategy for this scandal, or as President Trump once put it. Just remember, what you're seeing and what you're reading is not what's happening. Actually, 
It is. And today, the first crack in the Republican veneer of solidarity with President Trump. Republican Senator Mitt Romney of Utah saying, quote, the president's brazen and unprecedented appeal to China and to Ukraine to investigate Joe Biden is wrong and appalling, unquote. CNN's Caitlin Collins is at the White House. And Caitlin, there's also now a Republican senator who is saying that he heard of this quid pro quo and confronted President Trump about it. Yeah, Republican Senator Ron Johnson telling the Wall Street Journal that the U.S. ambassador to the European Union told him that the status of that military aid for Ukraine was tied to those investigations that the president wanted to see the country carry out. Now, that's significant for two reasons. One, because that ambassador to the EU told another top U.S. diplomat in Ukraine that there was no quid pro quo, that there was no correlation, and that essentially what he thought was happening was not happening. It's also significant because Ron Johnson tells the Wall Street Journal that he confronted President Trump over this, who he says adamantly denied that the two were linked, something we saw the president do repeatedly in front of reporters today. When I speak to a foreign leader, I speak in an appropriate manner. President Trump stuck with that line of defense today as he was forced to defend calling on another foreign leader to investigate his political rival something he claims has nothing to do with the upcoming election. I don't care about Biden's campaign, but I do care about corruption. After suggesting China should look into Joe Biden, Trump denied linking it to a potential trade deal. One thing has nothing to do with the other. Making that claim, even though he mentioned trade right before saying this Thursday. China should start an investigation into the Biden. Trump hasn't personally asked China's president to launch an investigation, he says. But sources tell CNN during a summer phone call that he not only promised President Xi Jinping he'd remain quiet on pro-democracy protests in Hong Kong, he also raised Biden and Elizabeth Warren, which he says he doesn't remember. Was that in uh, 2017? I don't know. You'd have to tell me when. One question Trump didn't answer today was whether he'd asked other countries to investigate someone who's not his political opponent. But he did confirm he'll dare House Speaker Nancy Pelosi to hold a formal vote on an impeachment inquiry before the White House will cooperate. Well, we'll be issuing a letter. The White House argues Democrats don't have the authority to demand documents without one, though Democrats say otherwise. These people are looking for anything they can get. The Ukraine scandal overshadowing the September jobs report, which showed the unemployment rate fell to 3.5 percent. They're the best numbers we've had in over 50 years. Now, Jake, some administration officials want to only focus on that September jobs report, but it's getting harder and harder to see how they'll do that now that House Democrats just in the last hour have now requested Democrats or excuse me, documents related to Ukraine from the vice president's office as well. Of course, he traveled to Poland last month instead of the president going where he met with the Ukrainian leader, though it's unclear, Jake, how the vice president's office is going to respond to that request. All right. And he pushed Zelensky on the corruption issue. It's unclear if he said anything about the Bidens yeah. or any of the other investigations that the president wants. Caitlin Collins, thank you so much. President Trump, uh, let's bring in my, uh, my panel right now, my experts. Uh, president Trump says he's only focused on corruption, not investigations of his rivals. Uh, but then he wasn't able to answer this qu- key question from Eamon Javers about uh, what other 
individuals uh, he's pushed for when it comes to corruption investigation. Take a listen. Have you asked foreign leaders for any corruption investigations that don't involve your political opponents? Are there other cases where you know, I, we would have to look. Um, Neem Malik, let me start with you. Surely the White House must have known that eventually President Trump would be asked about this if corruption is so important. You know, where are you uh, on pushing for corruption investigations on any number of individuals? He had no answer. Right, because there isn't any answer. The only answer uh, is the one we see sort of laid out in, in these texts and, and in these phone calls with the Ukrainian uh, leader. His focus on corruption has everything to do with his political opponents, in this case, Joe Biden. And we see that laid out in these texts. You know, it was always laughable that this was a president who was supposedly, uh, you know, glo- global uh, corruption buster, right? I mean, that's what, what he's trying uh, to sell here. But we know, based on his, his dealings with Saudi Arabia, uh, based on his dealings with, with the Soviet Union, and based on just his transactional uh, nature and dealing with foreign leaders, and, and really, I think, turning a blind eye to America's usual role in the world, talking about corruption, talking about human rights violations as well. It's just something he hasn't been interested in. He says he's going to take a look if, if, to see if he you know, has, has focused on anything other than his political opponents when it comes to a corruption. I don't think it's going to take him very long. I think we know the answer to that already. And, and Laura, I mean, this comes as a lot of people in good government groups are insinuating that the Trump administration, when it comes to all the times the president is pushing businesses, push, I'm sorry, pushing governments to stay at his hotels, pushing the G7 to stay at the Doral Resort, et cetera, uh, that, that he is actually pretty corrupt himself, these good government groups claim. Yes, I mean, a number of those groups have been constantly looking at this, as well as House Democrats, because they uh, allege that the president is profiting off of the presidency, that not only him, but his children are by... Uh, by these instances of federal or by foreign government officials staying at his hotels. And in addition to what uh, Nia said, uh, when it comes to the evidence that we've seen so far of the president even out loud saying uh, that he wants Ukraine and China to look into the Biden investigation, uh, the FEC commissioner has repeatedly said uh, in public just as recently as today that that it is illegal for any person to um, to get contributions, be that money, be that an investigation from a foreign um, government or a foreign uh, adversary when it relates to an election. So uh, the idea and Trump's claim that that he can do this and that there are no legal consequences isn't accurate. Uh, Governor Granholm, let me ask you, President Trump says the White House will be sending uh, House Speaker Pelosi a letter in response to Democrats' request for for documents and such. Uh, Sources tell CNN that the White House lawyers plan to claim they don't have to turn over any documents until the full House of Representatives votes on an impeachment inquiry. Governor Granholm, why not have that vote? Well, they could. They could have that vote. They've already launched an inquiry. But this, I think, is another example of obstruction of Congress. They don't need to have a vote of Congress on impeachment before they turn over documents. Isn't it the Trump administration and Republicans who have been complaining that Democrats are rushing to judgment on impeachment before they have the evidence? Here, the Democrats are trying to get the evidence, and now the president says, we won't give it to you unless you vote. That is very uh, upside down. But let me just say that 
you know, in this discussion, I just want viewers and people to understand that there are several potential crimes here that could be the basis of articles of impeachment. The one, the crime that does not require a quid pro quo is the violation of the campaign finance laws. All he had, all the the House has to prove is that he solicited, he asked for something of value, which would be dirt on an opponent in conjunction with an election. The, the other two, the other elements are really important, though. Abuse of power, bribery. The bribery does require a quid pro quo. And that, to me, based on the text today, and I know we'll talk about that later, is obvious. Congresswoman Love, let me ask you, um, your colleagues have been, your former colleagues have been pretty quiet, with the exception of your senator, Mitt Romney, who, who issued a very strong statement today denouncing the president's behavior as wrong. Um, what do you make of it all? Well, um, Mitt Romney uh, is someone who's not afraid to say what he thinks. Um, I know that there are a lot of frustrations um, towards him at this point, especially with the president. The president did lash out at Mitt Romney. Um, you know, one of the things that you had that the president really has to remember is that they're, they they have an allegiance to the people that they represent. They don't have an allegiance to the White House and that they are there elected by people. And so they have to represent them. I do think, however, it is important. Um, there are a lot of members in the House that I've spoken to, uh, one that I... Uh, that I respect quite a bit, uh, Representative Will Hurd, who, you know, he, he finds some of the issues, some of the um, text messages in uh, disturbing. But he also feels as if, and I think it's fair to say that the Republicans have completely been left out of the process, the impeachment inquiry. They're not part of that conversation at all. And so they're, they're, they're saying, look, we want to be able to have subpoena power. We want to be able to have those things. And it's, it's fair to say, look, we, we should be involved and it should be transparent. So take a vote on the House floor. All right. Well, let me ask our next guest about that. Everyone stick around. We're going to keep talking to you. But in, in our next guest uh, just met uh, with the Intelligence Community Inspector General. Uh, I'm going to talk to a member of the House Intelligence Committee coming up next. Uh, plus, since President Trump says he wants to stop corruption, we're going to look at the corrupt countries and world leaders that he has called out many times strongly. Oh, wait a second. And we have some breaking news in our politics lead. We just learned that the intelligence community inspector general handed over documents to lawmakers today showing how he tried to corroborate the whistleblower's complaint. It's one of our first glimpses into what inspector general Michael Atkinson has been telling House Intelligence Committee members behind closed doors today. CNN's Sunland Servati joins me now live from Capitol Hill, where the briefing is still going on. Sunland, what are lawmakers saying about the Inspector General's testimony? Yeah, Jake, we expect this briefing to break up at any moment, but certainly a significantly long day for the ICIG, who's been behind closed doors with lawmakers now for going on six hours. And lawmakers coming out of that briefing uh, telling us that Michael Atkinson briefed first and foremost, on how he handled the whistleblower's investigation and specifically about how he handled the corroboration of the whistleblower's complaining. Coming to the table today essentially was something of a paper trail, so to speak, handing over, according to sources that they tell CNN, uh, handing over documents to the committee today specifically about the corroboration in the process. Now, we are waiting here, of course, uh, for Atkinson himself to emerge from this room, and we expect to hear from the chairman of this committee, House Intelligence Chairman Adam Schiff, coming up. 
All right, Sondland Safadi, thank you so much. Joining me now to discuss is Democratic Congresswoman Jackie Speer of California. She sits on the House Intelligence Committee. Congresswoman, good to see you. As thank always, you, you just came out of the briefing with the Intelligence Community's Inspector uh, General, uh, Michael Atkinson. Uh, give us the hi- highlights, the headlines. What did you learn? So the Inspector General was very forthcoming. Uh, he was very compelling, and he made very clear how he went about uh, corroborating the complaint by the whistleblower. And what can you tell us about the documents that he handed over to the committee? And, and before you answer, I just want to remind our viewers, Michael Atkinson, the Intelligence Community Inspector General, was appointed to that job by President Trump. But what were the documents that he handed over to you? It was a work product of his interviews with various um, witnesses. And it was also important to point out that he did this in a two-week period of time, uh, as is required under the law, and then uh, waited for the director of national intelligence to give him the go-ahead to present this document uh, and the complaint to the committees, which, of course, the DNI uh, declined to do. And it wasn't until uh, it became public through the media that the president made all of this available to us. So take a listen to your Republican colleague, John Radcliffe, and his reaction to the inspector general's comments today. Chairman Schiff should be disqualified from running an investigation where his uh, committee uh, members or staff uh, are fact witnesses about contact with the whistleblower and the whistleblower process. So he's referring to uh, a New York Times story since corroborated and uh, confirmed by um, Chairman Schiff, which is that the whistleblower uh, talked to a staffer on the House Intelligence Committee, somebody on the Democratic side, um, and received guidance on how to file his whistleblower complaint. Um, This has been an issue Republicans have been talking about a lot. What's your reaction? It's a red herring, Jake. The truth of the matter is that whistleblowers often come directly to the committee. They come to the minority and to the majority, to the Democrats and the Republicans, and seek guidance. Uh, We are one of the means by which a whistleblower can come forward. It then is always referred to the inspector general to make sure that Uh, it is properly reviewed and classified. So uh, it's much ado about nothing. And uh, once again, just kind of grasping at straws, because the fact of the matter is, if you go to the corpus, if you go to what actually happened, you had the president of the United States seeking to have dirt from a foreign national, from a foreign leader, um, on his Mm -hmm. opponent. So, I mean, there's no no, uh, subject here other than the president. And those of us who are in the intelligence committee are in a position to receive uh, complaints, but then they're always referred to the inspector general. Uh, Republicans on your committee are also complaining that they're being shut out of the process. They're not being allowed uh, to subpoena. Uh, Is that true? And, And what is your reaction to that? Well, first of all, the subpoena power resides with the majority. And uh, that's one of the facts of life. We had to deal with it when the Republicans were in the majority. But for them to say they've been shut out of the processes is patently not true because they were sitting there, uh, part of the interview process. They got equal time to question the inspector general. And there's a lot of whining going on, um, but that's about all. Something else not true. A number of your Republican colleagues came before the cameras yesterday during the Volcker hearing and said that it wasn't advanced at all, but obviously these text messages advance 
the story quite a bit. So that's the point. Um, they are always in a spinmeister mode, and as a result, much like uh, Mr. Barr was trying to spin the Mueller report, uh, they want to get out there first to kind of spin it, but then the facts oftentimes uh, dispute their spin. And certainly all of the text messages um, that we released last night uh, show that Volcker and others, uh, the Shars, the, uh, the Fairs, uh, Mr. Taylor, was also very concerned about the uh, quid pro yeah. quo. Congresswoman Jackie Spear, Democrat of California on the Intelligence Committee, thank you so much for your time. We always appreciate it. We have talked about the damning text messages up next, the opening statement just obtained by CNN that connects the dots even more from a key witness. Stay with us. We're back with breaking news and the key witness before the House of Representatives in the Ukraine scandal, Ambassador Kurt Volker is expected to resign from his position heading the McCain Institute, a source tells me. The Institute had been sticking with Volcker, the source goes on, until his text messages showed that he was much more involved in the Ukraine scandal than he had led others to believe. Volcker did not give a request, honor a request for comment. Volcker had been the former special U.S. envoy to Ukraine who helped the Trump administration pressure Ukraine to investigate President Trump's political rival, Joe Biden, in exchange for a White House visit, as well as an investigation that would undermine the Mueller report. As CNN's Jessica Schneider reports, Volker Volker had told Congress that President Trump believed Ukraine was corrupt and said Ukraine's leaders tried to take him down. Former U.S. Special Envoy to Ukraine, Kurt Volker's opening statement to lawmakers obtained by CNN today details Rudy Giuliani's influence on President Trump's perception of Ukraine as he tried to convince the president that Ukraine's new government was serious about stopping corruption. Volker revealed that he met in late May with President Trump, who insisted Ukraine was a corrupt country full of terrible people. The president said, they tried to take me down. The president referring to a theory that it was Ukraine, not Russia, that interfered in the 2016 election. That has been debunked. Volker also released pages of text that show how the Trump administration, with the help of Rudy Giuliani, was determined to push Ukraine to investigate Joe Biden and his son, as well as that debunked theory. On July 25th, the day of Trump's phone call with Ukrainian President Zelensky, Volker texted Zelensky's aide. Heard from the White House, assuming President Z convinces Trump he will investigate, get to the bottom of what happened in 2016, we will nail down date for visit to Washington. But Volker insisted in his statement he never took part in an effort to encourage Ukraine to investigate Joe Biden, saying the suggestion that he would be influenced in his duties as vice president by money for his son simply has no credibility to me. I know him as a man of integrity and dedication to our country. But Volker's involvement in influencing Ukrainian policy is clear from this text in early August to Rudy Giuliani. Hi, Mr. Mayor. Had a good chat with Yermak last night. He was pleased with your phone call. Mentioned Z making a statement. Can we all get on the phone to make sure I advise Z correctly as to what he should be saying? The statement was supposed to lay out how Ukraine would pursue corruption investigations into the 2016 election and a company Hunter Biden was involved in. But that statement was never released. On August 30th, the top American diplomat in Ukraine, William Taylor, tells Volker that the president has canceled his trip to Ukraine. The next day, Taylor texts Gordon Sondland, a prominent Republican donor and U.S. ambassador to the European Union. 
Are we now saying that security assistance and White House meeting are conditioned on investigations? Sondland responds, call me. On September 9th, Taylor again brings up the point. As I said on the phone, I think it's crazy to withhold security assistance for help with a political campaign. Sondland texts back hours later, defending the president. I believe you are incorrect about President Trump's intentions. The president has been crystal clear, no quid pro quos of any kind. And Volcker did say in his opening statement that he became aware that foreign aid to Ukraine was being held up at the same time he was connecting Ukrainian leadership aides to Rudy Giuliani. But Jake Volcker saying he did not perceive those issues to be linked in any way. Jake. All right, Jessica Schneider, thanks so much. Let's bring my uh, experts back. And and Laura, let me start with you, uh, because there's a Wall Street Journal report saying that Sondland uh, mentioned in that report told Senator Ron Johnson, Republican of Wisconsin, very loyal to President Trump, told him, according to Johnson, that the military aid was directly tied to the Ukrainians uh, promising to investigate uh, Hunter Biden's company, Burisma, Uh, although Johnson says he confronted President Trump about it and Trump denied it. I mean, that's pretty damning from Senator Johnson. That is. And yet, despite that, and despite also hearing Trump say out loud again um, and confirming what was in the transcript, Johnson uh, still appears to be pretty much standing by the president and saying that he believes the president and that, yes, why not uh, investigate? Why not? uh, Why shouldn't China look into this? And um, uh, that goes along with a lot of what we've heard so far from Republicans on the Hill, which is that it's either mostly crickets or it's some of Trump's staunch loyalists defending him, either on the grounds of attacking Democrats over process or uh, saying that the texts are cherry-picked, but not explicitly defending the text messages that we saw come out last night. And, and, and Nia Malika, I mean, Watergate took months and months, years, really. Yeah. This scandal has been at a rapid clip, uh, and we are seeing things out of the president's mouth at, at the South Lawn, uh, text messages from his top advisors having to do with Ukraine, uh, Nothing secret. You don't even need a whistleblower yeah, you, at this you, point. You don't need a whistleblower. What's interesting is, you, you know, you flash back a week ago, there was some concern and hand-wringing among Democrats, this idea of whether or not they were going to lose momentum because of the recess. But my goodness, they have made uh, a big, you know, stride uh, during this recess. You had the Volcker testimony, the text messages uh, that came out of that, uh, as well as what we saw today, Atkinson being up there for six or so hours uh, and giving them details about the witnesses uh, he talked to. They have really done well, Democrats, in terms of uh, in terms of uh, getting facts, more facts and more damning facts for this president. And I think if you look at what Republicans have done, it has so far, I think, been a bit of a lost week for them and some setbacks. If you think about the White House of the president standing on the White House lawn and asking uh, for China as well to investigate uh, Biden, not a good week. You you feel like all of their excuses have sort of crumbled. It was about the whistleblower and the whistleblower. And so now at this point, you don't even really need the whistleblower because all of these additional damning facts have come out. So we'll see. I mean, it's, it's, it's sort of week one. We'll see what happens next week. Congresswoman Love, here's just one exchange from these text messages. This is from Volcker to Zelensky's aide, Andre Yermak. Volcker writes, quote, heard from White House, assuming President Z, Zelensky, convinces Trump he will investigate slash get to the bottom of what happened in 2016. That's a reference to an investigation that would undermine the Mueller report. We will nail down date for visit to Washington, unquote. That message alone 
breaks down what both sides wanted, what was needed for this meeting to take place. It's pretty much the definition, not just that text, but all the other subsequent ones, a definition of a quid pro quo, something being offered, but in exchange, you have to do X. Yeah, and I think what's even more concerning about that is that all of these things are inquiries into a political opponent. And so that is something that is not lost. But again, the thing that is really frustrating is that I've got a senator in the state of Utah that's actually more a Republican senator that is more outspoken than the lone Democrat that is in the state. And so there's there are also a lot of uh, Democrats that are in swing states that do not want to touch this. And so I think, again, the only way that we can be transparent and, and hold people's feet to the fire is if you actually have a vote on the House floor, which is why I think this is such an important thing. It's important for the American people to see and they can hold you accountable to exactly where you are on this impeachment inquiry. I think that was a reference to your Democratic opponent in 2018, if I don't if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, yes, he's I, the lone I, Democrat I, I, that's in the that. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no flies on me. Uh, Governor, uh, I want to uh-huh. ask you. Um, we spoke about Senator Mitt Romney criticizing the president's actions. Most Republicans have been AWOL, frankly. Uh, when asked about the yep. president calling on China to launch an investigation into Joe Biden, Republican Senator Marco Rubio of Florida, who is very aggressive when it comes to China, he's a real hawk, he said, quote, I don't know if that's a real request or him just needling the press knowing that you guys are going to get outraged by it, unquote. Your reaction? What a wimp, honestly, what a wimp. You can assume that all of these Republicans who are completely silent in the face of what is overwhelming evidence becoming more and more overwhelming every minute, that every single one of them thinks it's perfectly fine for a, a president to misuse his power, to abuse his power and ask for dirt on their opponents from a foreign adversary. And that's exactly what you can read into Marco Rubio's comments. And let me just say one other thing. If it's not, it's China. It's not just Joe Biden. Now it's Elizabeth Warren. I think that Democrats and Republicans need to be aware that this president will go to any means to preserve his personal power. Yeah, and the precedent being set here is remarkable. I don't know what people think is going to happen if this is deemed okay for future Democratic presidents. Uh, everyone stick around. Exactly. We have more to talk about. After all, after all the evidence of pressure from the Trump administration, it looks as though Ukraine is giving President Trump exactly what he wants. We're going to go live to Ukraine next. Stay with us. So the American people have now seen the text messages, the whistleblower complaint, and the phone call transcript, all showing the Trump administration pushing for the government of Ukraine to investigate the president's political rival, Joe Biden, and his son, Hunter. And now it appears Ukraine did indeed feel the pressure. Ukraine's prosecutor general announced today that his office is reviewing a probe into the owner of the company that Hunter Biden sat on, Burisma, on the, on the board of. CNN's Sam Kiley is live in Kiev. And, and Sam, why do they say they're opening this review now? Well, Jake, uh, they are saying that they're opening a review into the owner of the company, Burisma, uh, that Joe, uh, Joe Biden's son had a seat on. And the reason for that may be a reaction to what uh, Mr. Trump demanded, but uh, they are pretty insistent that it's not. And indeed, I asked for the prosecutor general's reaction to Donald Trump's public demand now that the Ukrainians directly investigate the Bidens. And this is what he said. My reaction is calm and professional. 
The prosecutor office is outside of politics. Now, he's also saying that uh, whilst there is a kind of clean-up operation that's actually got to finish by November the 20th, in which this prosecutor general goes over all the previous cases that may or may not relate to the role of Mr Biden in Burisma, they are saying that this is part of a national effort to just clean the stables here. They're insistent that this is not them bowing to the uh, pressure coming from uh, the White House. And if you look at the texts... Uh, of the exchanges during the negotiations for uh, a statement from the new government here in return for a visit to the White House. What the position that the Ukrainians have taken is very similar to the ones that failed to win over uh, Rudy Giuliani and others in return for that White House visit. Jake? All right, Sam Connerly in Kiev, Ukraine. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Are these text messages really a smoking gun in the impeachment inquiry? We're going to ask the former U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York next. Stay with us. Welcome back to another edition of the Lead White House in Crisis. Damning new text messages between U.S. diplomats involved with Ukraine, revealing the extent to which the Trump administration seemed willing to withhold military aid unless an investigation was opened into the Bidens. On September 1st, as the aid was held up, Bill Taylor, the top U.S. diplomat in Ukraine, texted Gordon Sondland, the U.S. ambassador to the EU. Taylor says, quote, are we now saying that security assistance and White House meeting are conditioned on investigations? Sondland replies, call me, suggesting that they take it offline. Eight days later, Taylor texts Sondland again, quote, as I said on the phone, I think it's crazy to withhold security assistance for help with a political campaign. Sondland responds in part, Bill, I believe you're incorrect about President Trump's intentions. The president has been crystal clear, no quid pro quos of any kind, unquote. Joining me now is Preet Bharara. He's a former U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York. He was fired by President Trump. We should point out. Preet, thanks so much uh, for joining us sure. as a prosecutor. All right, just put your prosecutor hat on. All right. In the text messages, in the transcript, in what President Trump has said publicly, in the whistleblower complaint, would you think, as a prosecutor, that you have enough to make the case that there was a quid pro quo, an exchange of X for Y? Yes. Yes. Um, I've, I've been saying all week, and I, and I posted this on Twitter, I think, last night, saying, like, it, it's very rare, and it's almost never the case that you have a written record in support of a, a quid pro quo. We, I prosecuted, uh, oversaw prosecutions of, I think, more public corruption cases during my time as U.S. attorney as, as the, than any other office in the country. Uh, legislator after legislator, we prosecuted in almost none of those cases. In fact, I can't off the top of my head consider uh, any one of them to have an explicit written quid pro quo in connection with uh, text messages or emails. And then last night when I saw these text messages, I said, well, I stand corrected. Sometimes you do have that. Now, there was, as you mm. pointed out, there, there's some effort uh, to sort of muddy the record or make a different record in response to the, to the, to, to the, um, the text messages from you know, the one diplomat. The other diplomat wants to say, well, I think you, you're wrong about this. And that muddies Sondland, it up a little yeah, bit. He replies. Sondland, correct. Yeah. And, and it, has, it has the feel of someone who's trying to correct the record Whereas, you know, with respect to the first diplomat, it's, it, it has the feel of someone who's trying to, you know, make sure that the record is clear because the, the phone calls are not being recorded. That ends up getting, if you ever brought this to a court, uh, to a trial, getting a little muddy. But, but the overwhelming sum of the evidence, you have direct evidence of the president making his own phone call, and he has direct knowledge of this. You have this corroborating evidence of these texts 
You have some statements being made by Ukrainian, Ukrainian officials themselves. And then you have common sense. You know, Mitt Romney himself, uh, you know, who's a Republican senator who's been a little bit more outspoken than others, himself points out the craziness of the assertion that the only time that the president of the United States seems to ever have cared about investigating somebody, it happens to be his principal rival on the Democratic side. I think some reporter asked earlier today, yeah. very wisely, said, have you ever asked another country to investigate someone who was not a political rival? And he said, we'll have to get back to you on that. Right. So the sum total is, is good. Yeah. The president made clear that he believes he has every right to ask a foreign country to investigate his rivals or, in his mind, alleged corruption and that has nothing to do with politics. He tweeted, quote, as president, I have an obligation to end corruption, all caps, even if that means requesting the help of a foreign country or countries that is done all the time. This has nothing, all caps, to do with politics or a political campaign against the Bidens. Um, forgetting whether or not you believe him, and clearly, clearly you do not, do you think he has that authority? The president has authority to do a lot of different things. The president has the authority to fire the, um, the FBI director. The president has the authority to uh, terminate everybody with an IQ higher than 80. The president has the authority and the power to launch a nuclear strike against Toronto. I mean, lots of things that the president has the right and, the, and authority to do. In some contexts, depending on what else is going on, if it's in connection with a bribe, he might not be able to do it because it's a crime. And all of these things are subject to accountability um, by Congress through impeachment. All right, Preparo, thank you so much for your expertise. We always Thanks, appreciate Dave. it. We'll Absolutely. be right back. Stay with us. Eat. Be sure to tune into State of the Union this Sunday morning. We're focusing uh, exclusively on the impeachment inquiry, of course. My guests will include Republican presidential candidates Mark Sanford and Joe Walsh, among others. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Jake Tapper. You can tweet the show at The Lead CNN. We actually read them. Our coverage on CNN continues right now. I will see you Sunday morning. Have a great weekend. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, host of the Chasing Life podcast. In honor of our 10th season, we want to hear from you. Leave us a message at 470-396-0832 and tell us how you chase life. It could be used on an upcoming episode.